Welcome to the Marcus Morning Radio Show for February 3rd. That's right. Do I look bright to anybody else? You know what's weird is supposedly, you know why it's doing it? <clears throat> you know why it's doing it? It's because it's not, it's not holding on to my settings because I'm in an old version of OBS. Does that look really bright to you guys? Am I a little blown out? Are we good? We good? We good. <clears throat> I think we're good. How's the audio? How's the, uh, nope, not a joke. I was gonna say undio, like, cause audio, but audio is, ah, isn't like up, you know, upio, downio. If, if the word was upio, I would have had a joke there for you, but I, I didn't. So, um, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Friday. Oh my gosh, it's Friday. We have made it through the whole week and I've had technical difficulties every day. 
wish wish me luck that I don't get in a fight with this Comcast guy. I'm going to do everything I can to be polite. But if he's an asshole um, and tries to lie to me like all the other ones do and just pretend that they know what's going on instead of admitting that, hey, I, I don't know what, what why this is happening. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. And it's okay because honestly, I'm paying enough money to lose it. Um, they're getting paid to get to get lost in a pond, you know? If their job is to do a thing and they're not doing the thing and at some point I have to stop being nice. I can't just be a pushover and get fucked. It'd be different if I was asking for handouts. It'd be different if I was asking for free. No, I am simply asking for them to provide what I pay for. That's it. I'm not asking for anything above and beyond. I'm not asking anything for more for free. I'm actually paying um, for less than what new customers get. So I'm paying more for a worse deal. I'm not even asking like, hey, you should be giving me, no, what new customers get, whatever. That's not even what I want. I only want what you sold me. 15 upload, 100 download. You give me that consistently Comcast, I don't ever call you again. But what my wonderful wife pointed out so perfectly yesterday, imagine if I didn't pay my bill every single month I have a problem. You think they would just kick it down the fucking can? No, they would come after me with all of their power, man. And I just can tell you right now, fuck them. Just fuck them so hard. It is unbelievable how much people think the world is only for them. And no, that is not what I'm doing right now. I am advocating for a company to give a shit about the people who pay money for their service. That doesn't sound like me. I just simply happen to be the guy who is, is who it's happening to right now. But the point is, you go online, other people having the same fucking problem, and they had the same issue with Comcast. Oh, they just told me it was this. Oh, they told me it was that. They really didn't have any fucking clue. So it turns out this is just a Comcast issue that they don't want to admit. And it's like, why? Why is there such an enormous part of the culture and the population that is okay with other people getting fucked? As long as it doesn't affect you, right? As long as it doesn't affect you, and that includes the employees that work at the companies, that includes, that includes the, the companies themselves, man. As long as it's not affecting you, it doesn't matter, right? These texts come in, this last jackass that came in, he's like, man, I've never even seen um, the client side of this portal. It's like I'm paying $150 plus a month for some unqualified a jackass who doesn't even understand how the concept of the technology works. That's how much you care about your company, right? There's not. And that's the worst part, Exner. We are stuck with these cocksuckers, man. And they know it. And that's there. It, therein lies the issue. Therein lies the issue. When you have monopolies, this is what happens. And the funny part you guys think the government's going to come in and make it easy for competition, right? Oh, no, the, the government's not doesn't let monopolies happen. Why do you think Comcast has a monopoly? Because they're backed by fucking the government. You think I want, if I wanted to, if I had the money, do you think I could just start up an internet company? No. Do you know why? Because there's regulations on where, how, and who I put in all of my infrastructure. So if the company already has the rules to that governing body, you can't add more shit. The city infrastructure is already built. 
So tell me again how the government is making sure that monopolies don't take over. Just keep blindly giving all of your trust to the people who make it so that only three companies in the U.S. can make baby formula. Because that's happening too. Remember, regulations are what are keeping it safe for us. That's why there, there was a baby shortage formula, right? Because of regulations keeping us safe. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. <sighs> and it, the, 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 the part, the craziest part, the craziest part that gets me so going so much, it's just the indifference. It's the indifference of individuals who it's not happening to. And essentially, all I see is a plan that is working perfectly. I see a plan that is, the whole plan is we want a population that shuts up in colors. And I'm telling you, man, that's exactly what's happening. We are Rome. We are watching the gladiators. You keep us distracted, we don't give a shit. Sure, you get YouTube, you get people in small, small, small circles. <laughs> but it's not, the, it's not the general. It is not the general population. It is not the general consensus, man. The grand majority of people truly just want to live their lives for them, not for the next people. They don't care what happens to that next set of creep people. When they get older and consequences start to trickle in, sure. It's usually why you see a lot of old people get into politics because they realize how little they gave a shit for way too long and now there's consequences for the people they love. You know what? Fuck you though. Like, fuck you, fuck you. Way to turn it around afterwards. Your narrow-minded life is why now all of a sudden you're screaming at politicians when we could have just done it right from the beginning. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the past. We are just as responsible moving forward. We have to care. We have to care as a population, man. But the problem is, is when we care about all the wrong stuff. <laughs> man, I'm making sure I start off the, with the right article today. Because on today's show, <coughs> there's some fuckery afoot, man. There's always... Some fuckery afoot. And it's stupid. Because as much as everything I said is absolutely and beholdingly true, I can also state with complete and total confidence that the grand majority of the world is happy and just kind of moving on. Not and moving not from moving on from a like a something. They are just moving on as in proceeding forward. They are chasing the joy. They are chasing the money. They are chasing the life. <clears throat> you know, and ultimately they they arguably are happy. And I, I would never want somebody to sacrifice their ultimate happiness for, you know, uh, making the world better. Because that, you only get one life and you really got to choose how you want to live that particular life. But the ones who get me pissed off, the ones who get under my skin are the ones who, and you think I wouldn't, right? <laughs> you think I'd be like, hey man, good for you. But the ones who get me so pissed are the ones who all of a sudden care but only when it affects them. You know, but that as much as that is a healthy thing to do, you can't take on the weight of the world's burdens onto your shoulders. You will be crushed. You can't care about everything. You just can't. It's absolutely impossible. But if you care about something enough to complain about it, then you definitely should care enough to be educated about it. And I think that's a really good litmus test for, for you as a person. If you're mad about things, in, in, in regards to like, I'm going to bitch about them. I'm going to either go online, talk to my friend. I'm going to, I'm going to express my, my, my emotion in regards to this subject. Okay. If that's something that comes into your life, 
spend some time to understand why you are mad. What are the details of this subject? And do I have a good enough understanding enough to truly express why I'm pissed? And if you just, that three seconds of intentional thought, that three seconds of intentional effort, and it's just, why, why, why is that such a difficult question for so many to, to ask? And I don't think it's a selfishness thing. I don't think it's like a, most people are self-centered. They don't think of themselves. I don't think that's true. Because I think the grand majority of people truly do um, think about others to a high level. Uh, but the issue is, is when we think about others, what, how do we get people to think in a more solutions-based uh, mindset rather than a negative searching mindset? How can I find how the world is fucked? You know? And it's just, it's just really interesting when that, my, when I meet that type of mindset where it's more of a, I'm just going to say and never listen. And it's like, why though? Listening is one of the fun parts, man. You get to hear all these crazy things that all these people say. And it, it, it is truly wild. It is true wild. But one thing that I'm starting to understand a little more is there certainly seems to be a dynamic of, of how we communicate that is turning from less of a conversation and more into like a debate, right? We take our turns, a person, the expectation is a person in, should be able just to more or less talk nonstop until their entire point is done. And then ultimately, if you don't like a question, you don't have to answer it. That's a shitty debate. But a lot of, that's how a lot of conversations are when you start to speak to these like higher issues is it's, it's more about, okay, it's almost my turn, almost my turn, almost my turn. Okay. I have no idea what you just said, but listen, here's why I think what I think. <clears throat> and I, I tell you right now, that is a direct relationship to a lack of wanting to direct converse, uh, confront each other. We don't want confrontation anymore. A lot of people just want to express themselves and then be told they're great. That's horrible, man. That is a bad mindset to have. You are not great just because you have thoughts. Your thoughts have to matter and be great to be great. <laughs> and it's just as we've become a culture of attention, and it's, again, I don't, when I say this stuff, this is not inherently bad things. This is just the, the, the interesting evolution of it, right? So as we have become a culture a digitized culture. Most of our things are digitized, which means that they're instant. They're immediate right away, man. And a big part of immediate gratification that messes with our brain is that it makes us think that we're super duper important because we don't have to wait for anything. And anytime we do have to wait, it's, it's an unbelievable inconvenience. And I don't, people aren't doing this on purpose. People aren't waking up going, man, I'm about to be pissed today. You know, like they just, for some reason, they're more agitated than they've ever been. And it's like, why are you so agitated? It's like, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I remember, I know when you're not agitated and this is agitated. And like, I really do believe it is this immediate gratification in all things living from work to leisure. It's all right at our fingertips. 
which is amazing. That is so good. We should want that. We should constantly be working to better our situation. But as we do this, as we evolve and become digital and immediate gratification in our services and desires and needs, we have to make sure that as a species, we are understanding what it means to evolve and change into a new version of what we were. We're not the same species, man. We're not. Even, even underdeveloped nations are just, it's completely different from the pre-digital world, okay? For all the good and for all the bad, okay? We have entire ecosystems that are killing so many people, but also giving people work for our batteries, man. If you've ever looked up those mines, is it lithium mines? Mercury mines? That oh, Whatever, it's, it might be lithium. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people just around radioactive materials, just without any PPE. It is an, it is an, it's the trail of robots is what it should be. I think the trail of tears was bad. Jeez, uh, but ultimately, for every, there's, it's, it's crazy. It's just very different. Industrialization has changed so much of what's going on. I'm not on topic at all. I'm not on topic at all. Um, but I just felt like this was important to talk about. You know, I really do feel like we need to stop focusing on what the thing is that's fucking us up. And we need to focus on, as humans, how do we continue to maintain our humanity while our entire existence is continually evolving? Because that's the key, right? We need to maintain our humanity, our morals, our love, our understanding, our, our caringness, all the things that make us not animals, right? All of those parts of our soul, we can't lose that as we evolve into a digital species. We can't, and I don't think we will in the grand scheme, but I don't want it to even be gone for a generation or two. You know what I mean? I don't want there, I don't, I don't want there to be a reckoning of morality that inspires the next generation to bring it back. Cause that's typically how a lot of things go, right? It's, it's a cyclical thing. Um, and you know, you be oppressed, you are oppressed. You don't want to be oppressed. So you fight against it. You raise your kids to not be oppressed. They're finally not oppressed. And then <laughs> freaking they start oppressing someone else. And then the new oppressors take over and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, right? Like we know that's what we do as humanity. As power shifts, so does who gets fucked. But ultimately we don't have to lose the thing that got us this far just because now we have Twitter, right? We can still treat each other as human beings, even if they're strangers. You know, there's a, there's a, almost a built-in level of demanded respect when you walk amongst your own species. And I don't mean color, you fucks. It's insane to me how we're different, even though we're all human beings. You think, I mean, it's just like, it's like the, the black swan. Are you, it's, y'all don't get it. <laughs> the only, you know who animals kick out? You know who animals don't like? Anybody who fucks up the hole. It, it's not what they look like. It's, it's if, are they eating too much? Are they hurting other parts of the, to the, of the uh, group of animals, right? Are they, are they diseased? Are they broken? Those are the people. Anybody who takes away from the whole of the group, they're gone. But with humans, we have a deeper understanding that even if you're fucking up the whole, you might be able to change and be redeemed. 
That's the humanity, y'all. That is, it's the ability to change. It's the ability to be able to be complex enough to understand that it's not as simple as like, he's eating too many Cheetos, man. Get him out of here. That one's different. Get him out of here. We're more complex than that. You know, we learn to change and evolve and understand. And it's just, if we stop doing that and we start thinking in this like binary, right, wrong, yes, no, it's stupid. <laughs> My team, your team. It's, I just completely and totally disagree um, on all of it. And one thing I can tell you is when it comes to a great example, I have so much to say about all of these. Okay. <laughs> um, I really do. Listen to this music, and we'll be back with some news.
All righty. That was In the Wind by Jesse Lawrence. That's right. You know, I like to break it up with the music. I know for all intents and purposes, it's probably not best for YouTube. You know, YouTube, they like it quick. But I just, I want to make a traditional show. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I like, I, I grew up watching traditional television. And they have intros and they have commercials. I hate commercials. Don't get me wrong. But like it, by breaking it up, by edging it almost, you could say, you know, you really, to me, it helps drive the points home. It gives you a chance to reflect. It gives you a chance to anticipate. You know, it like, it just, it, there's all those parts of it. I don't know. You know, I'm a, I'm an old fashioned TV guy trying to succeed on the YouTubes. Because like this angle too, you know, I watch people in my it, who are also doing news and stuff and you know, they don't Nobody does this angle and there's probably a reason. There's no way. I'm the first one to try But that's okay. I digress and I move on because believe it or not. We have stuff to talk about today and I want to start it out with the, the the buzz man. There's buzz on the street there's buzz on the street. The internets are tingling. We are being attacked by China. Some general jackass said we'd be at war in China in 20. He's like setting it on his schedule. He's setting a reminder. War in China by 2025. It's like you all are just assholes. You know that? Do you know it? Because if you don't know it, you're stupid. <sighs> it's so frustrating to watch emotionally stunted morons of all walks of life be in charge. I don't care what team you're on. It is amazingly frustrating to have incompetent leadership. And you know, one could argue one of the core definitions of an incompetent leader is one who schedules a, a war. Now, granted, this was just some asshole's opinion who's getting paid on a news network to say, yep, definitely going to war. But at the end of the day, it's almost been a year since the Ukraine incident happened and has continued to happen. And it, it, it's ramping up rather than ramping down. And it's quite amazing all of the different nuanced parts of it that exist and how very few, if any, of those nuances are being talked about. You know, I'm no Ukraine war expert. I don't know enough um, to really, truly, like, give an opinion. But one thing I can tell you right now is it is quite the unbelievable coincidence how whenever certain economies seem to be hurting, a very convenient war will spread but will strike and spark up. <laughs> and it's, oh man, do I talk about China or Ukraine? Because they both kind of, no, we're going Ukraine. Just because again, I'm not here to talk about if Ukraine should be fighting Russia, if Russia should be fighting Ukraine. There is so, there's a lot of research to be done and a lot of opinion from people who are there and actually understand the dynamics of that region that you can go listen to and become educated. I, I truly recommend it. It is not as simple as Russia bad, Ukraine good. And it's not as, it's not as simple as Ukraine good, Russia, or Ukraine bad, Russia good. Okay, there's some crazy, crazy nuanced shit going on there. And such as most 
wars, right? It's not just good and bad. There's nuanced stuff. But at the end of the day, when we shouldn't be trying to get war, when we should, when the goal shouldn't be war, <laughs> it makes you wonder why so many countries have such a wonderful ecosystem where it's all connected and in revolving around war. And this is from a, I was in the military, man. I, I don't mind a country using military for protection, even if it's for the protection of another country. But when it's not for those reasons, there is a part of you that has to ask the question, why are we fighting other countries' wars? Who gave us the right? Who gave us the authority other than ourselves? Now, in the, in the extremely interconnected world of geopolitics and unbelievable amounts of money, the U.S. to send Ukraine longer-range bombs in latest turnaround. Now, on its surface, if you listen to the narrative, Ukraine good, Russia bad, it's good, right? We're sending bombs to Ukraine, okay? Why though? Why would we do that? Why would we, instead of trying to foster peace, if we're gonna be involved, if we're gonna be involved, because we are, selling weapons is involved. I don't care what you say, because all the country needs to do it. There's, look at, look at the weapon sale. It's crazy, man. It, I, we're not here, but that's not what it is. Okay, when you hear an article, US to send Ukraine longer range bombs and latest turnaround. The U.S. will provide ground-launched small-diameter bombs as part of a $2.17 billion aid package. $2.17 billion aid package to send bombs to a country that is across the world from us. Again, I'm speaking for America. I'm not saying we don't do anything, but I'm saying if we're involved... Why is it always money? We can fight wars. Granted, I don't want to go to, we're, we would never go to war with Russia because it would be the dumbest thing ever. But in a world of, since we're choosing to strangely be involved, there ain't nothing about this that fosters peace. Russia will see it as an aggression. Ukraine will see it as an uh, um, encouragement to like, not an encouragement, but like an endowment. And it's ultimately, man, there's just, there's, without going down the conspiracy road, okay, there's a reason that economies function this way. Ukraine does not have tanks to build, period. They only can buy this stuff. Smaller nations who rely on bigger nations for their military support this is nothing new. I mean, and we're talking pre-gunpowder, pre-everything. Okay, I, empires, protected villages, there ain't nothing new here. But that was old world, and there's something a little strange about the new world way of fighting war. It's very efficient. <laughs> it's, it's very profitable, right? It's very scheduled. War is very scheduled now and, and regimented on clocks and dates and... You know, it almost, it's like a good bus line. Now, obviously, the people who are in it are suffering, and but the way that it is presented, that's not what's happening. <laughs> it's not suffering. 
I mean, the news tries to like ham it up as drama, but I'm talking about the narrative of it. Like tanks, tanks get sent to Ukraine. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, people die in a war. Yeah, that's what happens. It's normal. It's normal. But instead of the world stopped as the towers fell, you know, I remember that day. We don't really stop anymore, do we? We just kind of, we just kind of send the bombs. We just kind of send the tanks. We send the tweets. And then it just rinse, repeat. Here we go again. Yeah, if they don't do a special um, circumstance because of the war, yeah, that'll be even more interesting, Sonny. Mid-May turkey elections are going to be very interesting. Because I guess when I first brought up this article, I'm not doing a great job set, like delivering this, but when I first brought up this article, I remember just thinking, what good will this do? So this prolongs the war, right? Like the, this prolongs the, the conflict. And if we're prolonging the conflict for money, that's fucked up. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what we're doing. It just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm humble enough to know that I need to do more research because I want to talk on this at a much deeper level. So what I want to kind of leave this at in, in terms of a, a good place, because we don't want to, we don't want to walk away from these dumber, which we got close to. I did. I kind of talked myself into a little bit of a dumber hole. <clears throat> As the United States for a very long time, <laughs> basically since we became the superpower, um, we have attempted to be the world's police, whether they wanted us to or not. And there's been so many failures and a lot of successes too. The history books are written by the victors. So it's easy to write the U.S. in a, pro in a good light but as somebody who has served, as somebody who even though I have ultimate frustration with my, comp my, my company, my country, I still truly do love the U.S. I do love America, and I am so happy and proud that I was born here, you know, and got to live here and serve the country. Like, I don't mind any of it. But that doesn't mean I can't be pissed. That doesn't mean I can't tell these bastards that what they're doing is wrong. And in a world where I joined the military to serve the country that deserved service and respected and, uh, or deserved respect that I gave it. This is different. This ain't that same country, man. If you want to police the world, you need to make sure that your house is in order. And right now the U S house isn't in order. And we need to back off policing the world a little. Like, I think until we, we come back to a unified nation, the United States of America, man, like, we just need to chill with some of these types of actions. The U.S. to send Ukraine longer-range bombs and latest turnaround. It's not a good light for us right now because we are not beyond reproach. So when we're talking about these issues, make sure that we're staying on topic. Don't get caught up in the storm of 
what the news is trying to tell you to be upset about. They don't get to tell you how to feel. They're supposed to just tell you what's going on. So when we talk about these things, make sure that we're talking about it in a way that gives us a future. It gives us something to look forward to. Because the U.S. being mocked is a shame. It's a shame that just a few short years ago when I traveled overseas, everybody was so excited that we were from the U.S. Are you from the U.S.? Like whenever I talked with people overseas, man, they always were so pumped to hear that we were from, that like, you're from the U.S.? That's so cool. It's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that narrative is changing. You the, the way people who aren't from, even people from here, the way that the people, that the way that the, U.S. is being spoken about is deserved and we should change it. We can do better. We have the resources. And I don't mean we like give shit away. I mean, we need to start acting like grownups again. We need our politicians to stop acting like jackasses and stop just whining like little children. We need our news reporters to report factual, truthful news that will regain respect of the world and the people. And we need a people that respects itself enough to not complain constantly about ourselves. We're America. We're broken. We're crazy, man. We always have been. We were born out of fire and we drink gasoline. It's crazy over here. But I promise you, I've traveled a lot. And I've seen parts of the U.S. every single place I've ever gone. And that doesn't mean that we're the best. It just means that it's awesome to be here. And we should get that back. Bring back the pride without the arrogance. Because you don't need to have both at the same time. So when we get back, I'm going to talk about our stupid um, leaders here and give a great example on what's happening and why the perception is getting so poor. Stand by.
All right, that was Aim High by Park Lane. That's right, y'all. We may not be on task, but we are full sass. Apparently, I got a lot to say today. You know, I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot going on, I guess. There's a lot going on, and there's so much stupid shit to talk about. It's hard to, it's hard to stay on track, man. We the people mean something to many of us that find the common ground. It's true. We out here, we going to... We're going to be okay just dealing with stuff. That's what I tell the foreign friends. Well, exactly, man. It's like, as much as it on the surface looks super bad, it's just, I don't know. I mean, what's going to happen? <laughs> I As much as it sucks, like to, but then again, the arrogance of Greece, I go back to them a lot because ultimately... You know, they probably didn't think they could fail either. Now, we're a lot bigger. It is a different circumstance. Greece is a lot older um, nation surrounded by other powerful nations. And it's like, you know, if you don't have the landmass, it's hard to stand on your own feet when surrounded by people with more landmass. Um, it's not just about being old. Sometimes it's about being isolated. And, you know, because what do we got? We got Canada above and they're bootlickers in terms of like, what are they going to do? Attack us? I doubt it. I love Canada. That sounded kind of rude. I didn't mean bootlicker as in like they're bad people, but they ain't about to do anything, right? And then below, we have the South America and Mexico, but the best thing we have there is the landmass to get to us is so small. All we got to do is blow up the Panama Canal and it's done. And like, it just, it's one of those things where we have the luxury. <laughs> it's the luxury of location. Um... Some of us are still annoyed about it, about Greece. I always, man, I, I wonder if there's some exercises I could do. Um, I was blown away, Exner. Would you, do you feel comfortable giving me just a little blip about what it was like over there? Because, um, I mean, for us, we I was just like, holy shit, Greece went essentially bankrupt. <laughs> Greece just ran out of money. What do you mean? How does how does a country run out of money? Like I know, I know they do, but that's about the perspective we had over here. Was just like, wait, what do you mean Greece ran out of money? The country? <laughs> it it was crazy. It was because ultimately, what that typically means is all government spending ceases. Right? Anything that requires a government paycheck to run. Cuts off. And depending on, on your country, that's a ton of things, right? <laughs> and if it happens bad enough, so for example, you can't get another loan um, from a bigger country who's willing to give you a loan, you just kind of don't have a government, technically, unless they're all willing to work for free. Exactly. And that's another part I got to is like they were given help. They fucked it up. They were given help again. And then they fucked it up. And then the like the after a certain again, I am I am generalizing like crazy. So do your own research. But like eventually whomever they were borrowing money from was like no. <laughs> no no, not again. And it's just like obviously in a very technical way they said not again. But because that happened, it's didn't they have to go to the the euro? They switched. They had essentially Greece got bought 
or something, man. It was crazy. I want to, I should look into this. I wonder if this is something Bubbles would want to talk about. That's crazy, man. Because it's weird. One thing that's cool about your guys' side of the world is so we have a bunch of states within a country, right? You guys have a bunch of countries within a, a continent. Is that appropriate? And we have a bunch of countries within, like, they're just so close, but they're all separate countries. One thing that's about over here is even though we have different states, they're all beholden still to, like, the federal government, right? That We have the biggest law that makes it so that, for the most part, as you go state to state, the laws are similar while only being slightly different, right? Um, so when you go over there, it's like, it's such an interesting and cool environment to be able, you know, like, okay, so here I'm in Greece. And I wonder, like, how long does it take to drive out of Greece, right? Like, if you were in Greece, in the middle of Greece, and you wanted to go to the very next country, are we talking, like, 20 minutes? Are we talking, like, an hour, two hours? A different, exactly. That's another crazy thing, too. Like, not only is it a different country, different culture, different language, different, like, all of it. That is, that's cool to me. Because again, it's, you guys are living this close to each other and still maintaining your cultural independence. That's cool to me. That shows, honestly, that really shows the tribalism that is built within humanity and how tribalism isn't inherently a bad thing. It really isn't. Because it shows, if you do it together, if you work together, it works. Right, the EU is a great example. As much as there's been conflicts throughout the, the history and stuff, right now, for the most part, it's been peace. It's been peace for a long time over there. And like, and it's just like, hey, you believe this, we believe this, stay on the border. There might be protests that rise, but that's society. But ultimately moving forward, right? Moving forward with peace while in close proximity to other people's differences. That is like... That is humanity in a nutshell. And if we could just remember that, going all the way back to the digital conversation, if we just remember that key piece that it is in our nature to be tribes, but just because we're tribes doesn't mean that that's a bad tribe, that's a bad tribe, that's a bad, right? It is natural for us to find our similarities. And as we digitize and globalize, we need to remember how important it is to maintain our individuality while remaining open to at least at the, at the minimum accepting other people as different. You don't have to praise it. You don't have to lift it up as, as good. You just have to not go to war over it. <laughs> I mean, ultimately it's kind of the truth. You have to not go to violence over your differences. And if we maintain that line going forward, we truly will be just launching into the future because we're always heading towards the future but if we assimilate it's violence every time every time if you become one of us one of us you're you have you're not unique you're not allowed to have individual thoughts you have to think the same do the same be the same you will always find violence man always always whether it's religion cults governments countries, tribes, if too many people think alike, they will attack the people who don't.